Praise the Lord. Let's stand and pray. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you this morning for who you are and all the things that you do. We thank you for the privilege to be here together to look into your word. Your word is a lamp to our feet. Your word is a light to our path. And it's the entrance of your word that brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Inspire us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Good morning. Okay, yeah. Bless the Lord. I see quite a few people are not here today. Or Balaiti, whatever it is. Balaiti. Yeah, we'd love to help them. Not to be late anymore. I guess you'll talk about that at the end tomorrow to just people to come in early. You know, when you, when you come in uh, late, problem you miss out on a lot that is said. Yeah. So, yeah, help me get your cell phones, please. If you could just check if it's off, that would really help. Uh, even off or even on flight mode. I see yours is on flight mode. We're talking about 10 reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. Amen. 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 <clears throat> when I received Christ in, uh, in August of 1978, uh, <clears throat> in the process of time, I got to be involved in conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, yeah. No, 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 you can't do that. I got involved with a friend of mine, uh, rather, in conversation, and uh, he would tell me about this camp, Ebayankoyona as young people, uh, at December. So what, I, what when he told me about this camp they would go to, I, I made the assumption that uh, it was through the very youth m- movement that I was attending at the time. Uh, and so because Lebanon, they would go to camp in December. So he, actually, he attends this particular youth movement and another one elsewhere. And it was at this other youth movement, which was actually the youth of a, a local church, really led by the pastor. It wasn't a youth movement. It was the youth from a local church or the youth department of that local church where you know, they would go to camp and uh, they would focus a lot on being filled with the Holy Spirit the gifts of the spirit and so on. And maybe just to tell you, Basalana, maybe just to let you know, I thought I wasn't going to burn, eh? Sorry. So maybe just to tell you, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I'm really thinking about a lot and praying about is the possibility of us having services uh, where we can explore some of these things. Like we're doing today. Uh, but even today, it's very short because service here now, it's mostly meant for me to focus on certain topics. Some topics I can't deal with in this because this is a Be Thou Made Whole service. Focus Yayona is on wholeness and, and all of that. Um, and so I think as of, uh, I think in July, if it's wrong, or maybe even next month, even, oh, next month, we're already next month, we're already in June. 
I think it's in July, most probably, where we will be starting a, a, a service in the afternoon on Sunday. I want to tell you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. But that service is going to be like this one. There won't be music. There won't be, it's just, it's a teaching service. And, and uh, I'm going to call it going on to maturity. That's what I'm going to call it. Because there's, there's topics that we have not explored. I mean, for instance, let me give you an example. We've, you, we've never studied on angels. Most people, they don't know what the Bible says about angels. They don't know at all. They don't know at all. Uh, we haven't talked about issues of deliverance, much as I talk about it. What does the Bible say about demons and deliverance? Those topics. We've never talked in full about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And th that service, what I want to do is not only will I teach, I'm going to ask for interaction questions, and we will see how we will field those questions. But the point I'm raising Kohore, a lot of these subjects that are core to our faith are not taught fully. So even if people practice these things, without an understanding, and if you do something without biblical understanding, you do it because this is what we do you see, and that is wrong. As much as we have embraced the practice of praying in tongues more grace more, it's not a grace thing. It's a Bible thing. And what I found is that having a biblical foundation for what you do protects you against error. You see, because the Bible, uh, boundaries within which to stay. Sometimes when I listen to people talk about some of these things, they push these things beyond what the Bible says. It's still, it's still a biblical doctrine, there's other things in the teaching that when you listen to that, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, some of my friends, Baba Ruti, this is now a few years ago, they went over to another country in West Africa with, and you know, they were attending a church conference and then there would be a whole night prayer meetings. Said it's wrong. And they said that they were shocked because the person who only leader the prayer meeting, now we must all face east because the Holy Spirit and the angels, what, what, wait for the moon, whatever, 12 afterwards. Yeah. And the, you see, now, the, the, the issue of praying, there's nothing wrong with praying. Okay, there's nothing wrong. But what I'm realizing, there's a lot of teachings that are nice, and people like them, but they're not biblical. And, and, and many of us haven't developed the discipline of being Bible scholars. Many of our people don't study the Bible. They don't, they don't even, I mean, they don't just even read the Bible. I mean, much less study. You understand what I'm saying? And do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you would say something back. So what worries me personally is that we, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are causing problems because we are ushering people into the spirit world without proper protective measures. Erickel tells us what I mean by that. You see, you see the, the, the spirit world can be accessed by anybody and everybody. But the question, whatever power I come in contact with, what's the source of that power? 
Do you understand? Because Paul, when you read in the, in the book of uh, uh, Galatians, I believe, he says to the Galatian Christians, he says, even if an angel was to come to me, preaching another gospel. Now note, it's an angel, supernatural, right? The angel is preaching. But Paul says another gospel. But how will you know if what's preached to you is another gospel? Huh? If you don't read, if you don't study, you won't know. You won't know. You won't know. He said, if an angel comes to me preaching another gospel, he says, let, he, let him be accursed. But you see, many people, if they were to, to have a supernatural experience, because it's supernatural, they will just take everything that's given to them. Without checking it with the true gospel. There's actually several cults in our country which those cults started first through somebody who was in a church that was authentic. But then an angel appeared. You see? So now, we're not disputing telling Eloi. But Paul says, even if Ling Eloi even if Ling Eloi but most people, if you were to have a supernatural experience, many of you, you just take it. And whatever is said in that supernatural experience, many people would just take it. So here's the point I'm raising. To, to be able to be protected as we access the spirit world, we have to do it within the confines of what the Bible says. Because if you don't, you'll come in contact with the supernatural, but it will not be the God supernatural. This is almost like Eric Elbeling. You know, I've used this example. You see, everything has positives and negatives to it, most things. Let me give you an example. Electricity is a good, this is a good source of help. Electricity. I mean, it's nice and warm today because Renali Hitaramole, we plugged it into the electricity, right? I mean, the aircon, rather. And uh, here we are, we've got lights we can see. You've charged your phones, it's from electricity. I've charged my iPad, it's from electricity. This microphone, this sound system, electricity, it's a blessing. I mean, it's a blessing. But as well, the same electricity that's a blessing, I can come stick my finger in the socket there. And the same blessing can become a curse. Same thing, it's, it's not. Same thing is true with the spirit world. There's a good side, there's a bad side. Now. How do I stay on the good side of electricity? By sticking to the principles that they tell me about. So when it comes to electricity, don't put your finger there. Don't touch any wire ceiling exposed. How Those are the protective principles. So as long as you stay within those principles, you're safe. You don't have to worry. My worry, the supernatural is, how do I know what I'm experiencing is from God? How do I know how to How do I know Those are very critical questions. Yeah. Because I've been there where people claim that ever since Kitswalampoinelina, and then they start doing, and you can tell the spirit in them is not right. And when you when you start talking to it in the name of Jesus, and then you know um it wrong up. But they didn't know, they did it in ignorance. They did it in ignorance. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So the reason I think teaching is so vital, and I was, I was there's a, you know, let me just tell you now, the cricket will be like a July, so get a few months ahead of time. 
yeah. When Dr. Noaka is here. When I prayed early this year, I had a strong sense that we're going to have such a huge deception come to South Africa. Huge. There's going to be a spirit of deception released in this country like you've never seen in terms of the doctrine and so on. Watch, mark my words. Mark my words. Before the end of this year, mark my words, there's going to be such deception. And the only thing that will help us survive is to know what the truth is. Uh, I think I told you the story. If I didn't tell you, I'll tell you it's a new story. If I told you, then I'll tell you again a million times. You know how I say it, right? Yeah, yeah. In the, uh, the Reserve Bank in the U.S., they, they, they train people there who work in the Reserve Bank to know how to identify fake money, fake dollars. You know, so they train them. You know how they train them? They give them real dollars, genuine dollars. They give them a genuine dollar, handle it, Check it, know it. Why? Because if you know the real, you can identify the fake. Okay? So the principle is this. I want to teach you the correct biblical stuff. So that when the fake comes, you can tell her, nah, you nice. The antidote to false doctrine is not to stand up against it, but is to teach what is right. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the same is true when it comes to the subject of speaking in tongues. Like I said last week. last week. You know, the way it's a manka thing, I can see me looking at Kai. Was I here last week? Yeah. Is that there's a lot of fake tongues that's out there. And you can see even on some of the movies, like I was saying, some of the soap operas, they depict people talking in tongues because it has become a joke. Because we've made it a joke. You know? We've, we've really made it a joke. And one of the things I'm learning, and I've learned it for years now, is that if you take what is sacred and make it common, you will lose the value of what God wanted you to have. I had to correct myself even when I joke. You know, sometimes you joke, you say, oh... You, you have an anointing for this. And you're not really talking about the anointing. You're talking about something else. But you're using the word anoint. So what you're doing is that you're taking the sacred. You understand? And you are referring to them as the mundane and ordinary. And so even the value of the anointing with time depreciates in your mind. You don't know what the anointing is. And if we really understood what the anointing is... We wouldn't be using that word in J. You know, it's almost like when people say, God said to me, God said to me. So many people say, God said to me. And God never said. In fact, it's the first time God hears about what they're saying. But it has become so common that today, because we have made it, we've taken the sacred and made it common. Almost like Tabayab, or people are pastors or, uh, or uh, bishops or apostles. bishop, we understood what rank they are. Or Murut, you know, there was a way in Regada Murutikate. But today, it, it, it has become so common. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That the value, yeah, people being in ministry has been watered down. It's, 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 it's just everyday talk. Same thing with the entire tongues. And as a reason, 
As a result, many people don't know the benefits. And many people have never been able to leverage the benefits. I can tell you, Bazalana, if I was to count on one hand things and disciplines in Christianity, in your work with God, that will make your life to be strong and powerful, speaking in tongues is one of them. I'm telling you. Top five disciplines that you must never in any way in your life as a Christian, no matter how many years you've been a Christian. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. All right? So we said number one, reason number one we speak in tongues, what's the first reason? Reason number, did you, did you throw away your notes? Huh? You got the notes. Where is the dumb? On the last week. Where's the notes? Basalang, ikupa. Skelala, skelanga la mori khepeta nenda di pampiri ne. Find a proper book and write. Basalang, I'm just saying write so that you read and study and you can use it to preach from. All right. Ah, babam baluna di book di book asaluna ki book amara engolo anyway. Yamurti Dombo, the 21, the 23, the Copa Copan. What's going on? Murti Habi, you're the only one on Kareyao in it. Luena, you can't find. Forgive. Okay, reason number one is the initial evidence of being filled that, uh, that you are baptized with the Holy Spirit or that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Is the initial evidence. Why? Because in the Bible, when people got filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. Is that right? Is that an NIV Bible? King James. King James. Is it is the font big? Because of my eyes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I used to read when I was. A, anybody with a. Is that a big font? King Bible, ma? Yeah, that's fine. King. King. What about. King James. Living water. New Living Translation is going to be a problem. I just need anybody with the King James. Is that big font? Big font, eh? So you know I wear glasses now, eh? Yeah, this is all right. Okay. Let, let me just go through with you to show you when people got filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. All right? Is the initial. Last week I didn't develop that. I just talked about it. But I want to show you when people got filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. And when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you will speak in other tongues. Acts chapter 2. Verse 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and set upon each one of them. Now note verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Somebody say they were all filled, they were all filled. with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So I won't read further, but you can see when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues, all right? And note what it says, they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One translation says, they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit supplied the words that come next. Okay? Now, what is tongues? Tongues is a supernatural utterance of a language without its having been learned. Okay? 
tongues is a supernatural utterance of a language without it having been learned. Note I said language. Because when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says, though I speak in tongues of men or of angels. The word tongues simply means a language. That's what tongues. So Paul says, though I can speak in a language of men or a language of angels. So there's a language of angels. There's a language of men. What does that mean? Let me, let me clarify it for you. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking in a language of men. In other words, it's a language that is spoken here on earth, but you never learned it. Amen. You never learned that language. Marawaibua. But Because the Holy Spirit supplies the words that come next. Did you understand that? that, that uh, okay. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, as the Holy Spirit supplied the words that come next. Okay, this is why Hadi Akotlasi, let me see. Uh, okay, verse 6. Oh, let, let's start with verse 5. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. This is why I need your translation. Can I have, a, is this this one? Yeah, yeah. Can I yeah, New Living Translation? Is this the one? Okay, let me read it for you in the New Living Translation. Okay, yeah, you know what? Let me use my Bible. Let, let me use my iPad rather, okay? They were dwelling in Jerusalem. Uh, what does it say? Can you read it for me, Irene? They were dwelling in Jerusalem what? Jews out of what? All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. What verse was that? Five. Five. Okay, let me read the New Living Translation. Come on. You know these technology things. Come on, don't be so slow. Okay, here we go. Let me read it to you in the New English Translation. I think it will help us. Okay, what, what verse was I talking about? Five. Ah, this one is not a nice translation. Let's see. I want a clearer translation. Yeah, maybe let's do the NIV. Maybe the NIV. Verse 5. Hearing NIV, yeah. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Okay, that's important, ne? Okay? At that time, so maybe let's, let me backtrack for what had happened. You remember there used to be Different times of celebrations in, in the year Yamajuda. Yeah. And, you know, like they would celebrate Passover, like Rieta Easter. So, Passover, they would all go to Jerusalem from all over the world. They would converse like, like when the Muslims go to Mecca. Yes. So, they would all converge to Jerusalem to celebrate. So, this time they had come to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. Are you with me? Amen. Are you still alive? <laughs> okay, yeah. They had come to, so they had come from all over, okay, to be called Jerusalem. But it wasn't only, it wasn't just people who were Jewish by birth. Because Majuta in the process, there are many people who came in into the Jewish family as proselytes. 
the process of being made to be a proselyte, proselytization is when you are not a Jew by birth, Mara. You accept the, the God of the Jews and their religion and their practices. And you even become circumcised. So you become a part of them. But we're not really, the blood in your veins is not Jewish. Mara, you would observe all their practices. Are you understanding? So in Jerusalem at this time, we had people who were not just Jews, but they were people from all over the world who had, who had become proselytes. So they came from different parts of the world, right? To come and celebrate. Now, when they celebrated the Feast of Pentecost, there were religious practices. Senebadieza. But how about this, but it's this, but it's this, but it's this, all those things. All right. So in the, in the meantime, when they were doing all those things leading up to the day of Pentecost, which would be on a particular day, the disciples were in the upper room praying under the, under the instructions of Jesus to wait for the promise of the Father. Yeah? Yeah? So the other people were involved in the ceremony of Pentecost. All the ceremonial practices. Watch this, move this, do this. But in the upper room, they're about to have an experience of the real Pentecost. Because remember, all those... I don't want you to look confused. Try to look happy then. Okay. All these, these ceremonial practices were a depiction of the real that was to come. The night Jesus was crucified, it was when they were celebrating the feast of the Passover. That's why he had communion libona. Because it was the time all those practices. But the real Passover was about to die on the cross. Are you with me? You are with me, ne? So now, fast track to the day of Pentecost which came after the, you know, so now here they are, they're doing all the practices in Jerusalem. They've gathered from all over to celebrate Pentecost. They're doing ceremony, but the, 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 the disciples in the upper room 120 are experiencing the real Pentecost. The real, because all those things were the depiction of the real that was to come. So here we are in the upper room. They've been praying 40 days. Holy Spirit comes, they start speaking in other tongues. Okay? They start speaking in other languages. As the Holy Spirit supplied the words that come next. Now remember, all of them are Galileans. They can only speak huh? Hebrew. That's all they know. They don't know Greek. They don't know any other language. Alright? But when the Holy Spirit comes on them, they start speaking in these languages that they have not learned at all. All right? To them, watch. To them, what they're saying, they can't understand. Because if, if you start speaking in, in Korean, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you won't understand what you're talking about because you, I can see, Papa, you're not Korean, sir. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> All right? So, this is important. Let's read. So, it says, let's start in verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. I like it in this translation. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So when you speak in tongues, is the Holy Spirit enabling you. You are not copying what the other person is saying. Yes. Huh? Yes. It's not gibberish. Yes. 
As as a China either. Right? Is the Holy Spirit enabling you? Next verse, verse 5. They were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from any nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, that's the people in Jerusalem. A crowd came together in bewilderment. Why? Because each one heard them in their own language which they spoke. Ah, so if you, if, 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 if you were from uh, 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 what's Ethiopia, right? So, so yeah, here you are, you came from Ethiopia to celebrate. By the way, people from Ethiopia used to go there. That's why we read about the Ethiopian eunuch. People from Ethiopia went there. So, so here you are, you are from Ethiopia. So you are hearing, hey, Go, go, chapel, go, Chris. All right. The people there, they're acting like drunk people because that's what they thought. They're so drunk, they're speaking gibberish. So then, here I come, to South Africa, in Bolabula Changan. So, look on Fikala, here's this Jew guy speaking as Changan. Watch. To him, he doesn't understand what he's saying. Mara, it's not foreign to me. Yeah. That, that's, that's simply what tongues are. You speak in a language of men without it having been learned, and how do you do it? It's the Holy Spirit who enables you. So it's a supernatural experience. Let's read further. Some of you never, under, you never understood what that was talking about, was it? Shaba, yaba, yaba. I love teaching the Bible. <laughs> Note what it says, verse 7. It says, utterly amazed, they asked, and all these who are speaking Galileans. Yeah. 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 And remember, Galilee was a small town. But they had no exposure. They had no access to any other language or any other people groups. Think about it. Jesus takes people from a small town <laughs> and gives them a commission to change the world. Hey. I'm trying to tell you something. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he broadens your scope and your reach. That's why we have to have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will internationalize you. Yeah. He, he will take you out of your confines. Yeah, to go and reach a people that you never thought you could reach. Yeah. But are not all these Galileans. Note what it says. I love it. Then how is it that, watch, each one of us hears them in our own native language. Then from verse 9, the languages. Parthians, Medans, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Potos, and Asia. Asia, there's got to have been some Chinese there. Korean there. Huh? Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt. Wow. wow. So they spoke Arabic? Yes. And parts of Libya, near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, so they spoke Italian? Huh? Both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, Arabs, we hear them watch, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language. Hey! Amen. Hey! Amen. Hey! Amen. Huh? 
Ukrazes Galilean Ashapas Kosa. Chin Batuna. Yena, Yena, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And Hamu Mamela, you are hearing, he's declaring the praises of God. Oh, Jesus. That's what we do when we pray in tongues. We're declaring the praises of God. The reason it doesn't excite us is because True story. I've heard this story so many times. True story. One missionary went out to, I don't know what, I think it was uh, Guatemala. Yeah, he went to Guatemala. One of the rural, rural areas in Guatemala. Very, very rural. And he was... He was ministering in this place, and an elderly woman who certainly didn't know English at all, not a word in English, she didn't know at all, nothing. So when he prayed for people, people started getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and this elderly woman got filled with the Holy Spirit and started speaking fluent English, I mean fluent. Now you've got to understand, the old lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Because tongues is... The supernatural ability to speak in another language without its having been learned. And it is the Holy Spirit who gives you utterance or who supplies the words that come next. He said, he listened to this, he said to us, and this lady was talking about uh, the praises of God and so on. Kenneth Hagin, and I I love him, He, 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 in his instance, he says he once... You know, he was in a service, so he spoke in tongues. And, and he noted there was, there was a couple in a service somewhere in Asia. And I think they were working among Japanese people, if I'm not wrong. And, and he was actually speaking the, a dialect of where these people were coming from. He didn't know. But he said he noticed the reaction, because when he spoke, he actually was, was speaking a message and it was directed to them. Yeah, it's, I can tell you story after story. Ruda, this, for me, this is a true story. It's just unfortunate that there's nobody here who was with us. If I had Mutate Mutisimazu here, he would tell you the story. i tell you so. This is a true story. Now, this one was quite supernatural. I don't know how many of you know Muruti Obitwang Tembakadebe. You know Muruti Tembakadebe, ne? Yeah, he's married to his Tandi, who was in a change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you must go and ask him. He will tell you the story. I prayed for Muruti Temba to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is way back in 1979. Because I got filled with the Holy Spirit around July. This is around July 1979. What had happened was I got filled with the Holy Spirit 4th of uh, July 1979. And I started praying for many young people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. My sister was tiny here. She knows the story. And, uh, and then I remember they brought Temba, you know, because we were a group of young people. So after he heard we were filled with the Spirit. So, you know, they would all bring them to me who would not pray for them. Hey, pray for them. And I'm just a young guy. I'm not a murut. I'm not an anything. I'm just a, a crazy young guy who loves God. Amen. How many of you like to be a crazy young guy who loves God? It's just crazy young guy. Yeah. So, so I pray for Temba. And somehow Temba doesn't get filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah, somehow he's not receiving because I would explain to them what being filled with the Spirit is about. Like you can see, you know, I teach, I explain, and I'd show, tell them, look, you shouldn't be afraid to get a wrong spirit because this is what the Bible says. If you do it this way, that way, you don't have to be afraid and blah. And I'm going on. So I pray for Temba. Temba is not speaking in tongues. And so Mbole, then he says, oh, ah, kia, kia utwa yanu. 
And then he just starts speaking in tongues. Just, you know, just fluently. So I'm, I'm still puzzled by this thing. Wow. But, you know, because we're praying, you know, I, I didn't stop him. I, I, I just, I didn't stop him. I just said, okay, you know. So, at the end, you said, what happened? He said, no, no, I, 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 I heard what you were saying. God, no, no, I was speaking in tongues. He said, no, but I heard. What happened was, what happened was this. What happened was this. Mudimu supernaturally, for whatever reason, gave him an understanding of what I was saying. So I was, I was, I was curious to know because Rona in our day, there were people who lied to us, who were discouraging us to pray in tongues. They were telling us, no, they actually checked out some people. There was a study made, and then they, 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 they recorded those people and took the recorded message to a country where that language was the indigenous language. When they listened to what those people are saying, those people were kissing God. You know? So, you know, you must understand, I was just a young Christian, I didn't know. So I was curious to know. What were we saying? Then he... He told me one of the most amazing things. He said, he said you, were, you were talking about the greatness of God and the goodness of God. He said, I'd never heard somebody praise God like that. Now remember, now I don't know what I was saying. I don't know what I was saying. So, tongues are tongues to you, not to everybody. Oh, you missed that. If you were to go in a country where the language that you are speaking is the indigenous language, they would hear what you are saying. So the supernatural part of the tongues is that it is tongues to you. That's why Paul says, if I speak in, in tongues of men, so it is a language that is spoken somewhere on earth. Somewhere on earth. But there's also a language of angels, which men here won't understand. It's a language of angels. Are you ready? Are you ready for more scriptures? Eh? I just want to whet your appetite a bit. Are you ready for more scriptures? Are you ready for more scriptures? I just want to show you. Okay, go with me to Acts chapter 8. I, I wish I, I could tell you how many times I've studied these verses. I've studied them again and again and again and again. All right. Now, verse 4. Uh, 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 please don't do that, uh, Tandy. Please, if you need to pray, you can go to the other room. I'm still teaching. Uh. Verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad, Acts 8, verse 4. They that were scattered abroad went everywhere. If you need to pray, you, you can just arrange a room. Maybe you can open the other. Or who would come next door? Yeah, just, just get the key quickly. If she needs to pray, if she gets overcome, she can go pray in their side. There's no, there's no problem at all. Um, Verse, what verse are we on? Verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad, this is after Paul brought persecution in the church at Jerusalem. You remember that? And when persecution came, the disciples scattered. So they went everywhere. They that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Do you see that? Preaching the word. Somebody say preaching the word. Verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Do you see that? And did what? And preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave it unto those things that were that you were saying. Verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Now, would I be right to say, Bachubana, 
Baile ba amogela what Philip was preaching. How about it? You are reading it. You are reading it. Will I, will I write in saying that? Yes. All right. Let's fast forward because I got to who who ya chalago pili. Then okay. Verse fourteen. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem, the, the disciples scattered, ran everywhere. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. So Philip, Philip was one of the guys who was chosen to be an usher. You remember Acts chapter 6? Yes. But to how? You should be knowing these things. They're in the Bible. You remember they were chosen to become ushers. They said, the, 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 the apostle says, it's no reason that we should leave the word of God and save tables. Choose from among you. Huh? Men who fear God, hate covetousness, we will set these over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to the ministry of the word and to prayer. I'm quoting the Bible. It's right there. You can read it. You can follow. It's there. So they chose, how many were they? The eight guys. So when persecution came, the people fled. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. So Philip is an usher, not a fundis. When he gets to Samaria, he starts preaching. Oh, Shabayaba. Yeah. And he preaches. And just to show you that God wants to use all of us, signs and wonders happen. Huh? All kinds of things happen. And so the report comes to the apostles in Jerusalem. Samaria, there's a revival. So verse 14 says, and when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Now note verse 15. Who when they were come, prayed for them that they might what? That they might what? That they might what? What? They didn't pray for them to get born again. Because they were born again already. They were born again already. They were born again already. Amen. They prayed for them to be filled with the Spirit. Note the next verse, hearing for as yet. Huh? For as yet, he was fallen upon none of them. Only where they what? Verse 17. What did they do? Then they laid their hands on them and they did what? Now, some people read this verse and say, yeah, you see, the Bible doesn't say they spoke in tongues. It's true, it doesn't say that. Matter that it doesn't say they spoke in tongues, it doesn't mean they didn't speak in tongues. Now I want to show you something. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. It doesn't say they spoke in tongues. Mara, when you read further, it gives that impression. You can't, you can't disprove that they didn't speak in tongues. But I think I can prove that there was something that happened to them. That was an outward evidence where something happened to them. Amen. Let's read further. Next verse. Iri. Verse what? 18. 18. Okay, I'll read it in this. When Simon saw that through the laying on of the hands of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Hang on now. Hang on now. When he saw that the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Now, can you see the Holy Spirit with your eyes? No, you can't. There's got to have been something that happened to these people. He offered them money. Watch, let me correct this. 
People read this verse and say, Simon was offering them money to try and buy the Holy Spirit. That's not right. No, he wasn't trying to buy the Holy Spirit. Watch this now. You'll read it further, but let me fill it in. Simon was a sorcerer. He would practice witchcraft. Simon understood supernatural power. Remember what I said. He understood power. So when he watched the apostles doing their stuff, he realized they were operating in some form of supernatural power. More supernatural than what he had. So he offers them money. Watch. He offers them money to buy from them the ability to do the supernatural that they were doing. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not trying to buy the Holy Spirit. He's trying to buy the ability because he soon realized that the power they had was greater than the power he had. Why? Because when you read further, this Simon used to hold the whole city hostage, Nebamutsaba, in Samaria. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was hey. <laughs> You see, these things has been a long time, Dear I tell it today. The whole city was afraid of the guy. They danced to his tune. Yeah. Because in my goodness. When Peter and John came, they had a power greater than what he had. And note. So powerful was the preaching of Philip that the whole city turned and followed Jesus and not this man anymore. Wow. Hey, don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. eh? Don't ever. Don't ever. All right. Note what it says. It says, verse 19, he said to Peter and John, give me also this power. Huh? That on whoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. But Peter said unto him, your money perish with you. Because you thought that the gift of God can be purchased with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this, your wickedness. And pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart will be forgiven you. For I perceive that. You are, your heart is full of gall and bitterness and full of iniquity. Hey, some of you, you think we are harsh when we speak. I want to preach like this. Imagine a remote let's say gall. You know, I'm not. Can you imagine? Some of you are trying to be Christian about it. Come on, Buang. Can you imagine? And he's doing it in front of everybody. Open rebuke. Yeah. He's disturbing the move of God. He's trying to do something. So you've got to give them open rebuke. Note. He said, I perceive that you are in the gall of bitterness. Hey! And in the bond of iniquity. Then I like Simon. Verse 24. Then Simon said, pray ye the Lord for me. That none of these things which you have spoken can come unto me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem, watch, and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And then you can read on and on and on. Can you see that, Bazalana? So you can see here, even though it doesn't say they spoke in tongues, there has got to have been some physical thing. There is something here. All right, go with me to Acts chapter 10. I'm going two more to go, two more to go. 
Two more to go. Two more to go. This is the story of Peter. Remember in Acts chapter 9, he was praying in the upper room, you remember? Do you remember? He was praying in the upper room, you remember? And then as he was praying, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he fell into a trance. And saw a vision from heaven. You remember that? Of a cloth being brought from heaven, filled with all kinds of creatures. And a voice said, Simon, kill and eat. He said, not so, Lord. I've never touched anything unclean. And the Lord said, don't call anything that God has cleansed unclean. And this happened three times. And and after it, the third time, it stopped and amen. And then a voice came from Kontumba. Peter, come down. There are three men who are here who are looking for you. You see, any, watch this puzzle. When you see some of you, when you see these visions, you come to me and say, Kibone, this, what does it mean? You don't need anybody to interpret your dream or your vision. If it comes from God, God will make sure you understand in the process of time. You don't have to fast, you don't have to pray about it, you don't have to say, Haile That's how you get into error, some of you. That's how you get into trouble. Some dreams, it was just your mind exercising itself. There is no significance to anything a warning. Don't try to make something out of it. But some of it, it comes from God. And when it comes from God, let me tell you, I've had dreams like that. I've had those dreams, and I woke up, and I didn't know what it meant. But in the process of time, I knew what it meant. And and the fulfillment, you will know. The Holy Spirit will remind you, this is what I was talking to you about. So here is Peter. He just had a vision. He doesn't know what it means. He doesn't know what it means. Are you there, Basala? Amen. All right. Let me pick up the story. All right. Verse 17. While Peter was thinking in himself about this vision which he had seen. Behold, men came from the house of Cornelius. So, whilst Peter was seeing this vision, there was a guy named Cornelius. Who was not a Jew. Watch this now. Oh, I love this story. He's not a Jew. He's a Gentile. Right? Matter the Bible, this man was upright before God. He, he gave arms. He, he used to be generous. You know, I found out, there are people like Lava Sapulusa. They are good people. Yes. I'm telling you. Sometimes they believe a yes. This man, the Bible, he prayed regularly. He had his house under control. And he gave arms. And one day, as he was Jesus' house, an angel appears. And the angel says to Cornelius, Cornelius, now watch, this is important. The angel said, send men to Joppa, to such and such a house, at such and such a place, and look for such and such a man. God knows where you stay, he knows your address, he knows your name. Watch, watch, the angel, the angel says, and call a man by the name of Peter. Or what the angel says, he says, and when he comes, he will tell the words through which you'll be saved. Watch. Angels were never sent to preach the gospel. The angel appears to Cornelius. It doesn't preach to him. It tells him to go get a human being. Ah, I don't hear. 
So when I learn a little how low, I learn a fun kid. I get to pull the dots That's why we haven't studied about angels. You see, we'll study. Well, do you study on angels? You'll love it. It's amazing. Angels don't preach the gospel. They are just messengers. They are just sent to give a message. But the preaching of the gospel is the duty of mankind. He says, send to Joppa for a man by the name of Peter. When he comes, he will tell you words through which you'll be saved. So, vision. Yeah, I don't know. Was it in digital stereo or in HD? I don't know. I don't know. Was it on PRV or what? But my Oxalayo is showing him the vision. And on the other hand, he's talking to Cornelius. Yeah. Yeah. God knows how to create divine coincidences. Yeah. So the, the key is to know how to follow him. Is it open that side? Yeah, Tandila, if you need to go that side, my dear, ne? If you want, are you okay? Sure. But if you need to, I won't be disturbed, okay? It's the next room. Okay, sure. So, I mean, God knows how to set things up. God knows how to orchestrate divine coincidences. I'm telling you. Maybe I must do a sermon on divine coincidences one day, sir. What do you say? Hey! You must remind me, though. Okay, Arthur Lempil, I'm getting carried away. Oh, Huta, Huta. Huta, son of Huta. Now, I'm going to go to the studio. Hey, man, Jesus. Where, where am I? When am I? Where, where am I? Verse man. 17. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Verse 17. While Peter doubted himself what this vision meant, behold, men which were sent from the house of Cornelius, made inquiry for Simon's house and stood at the gate and called and asked whether Simon would like go. Verse 19. While Peter thought on the vision, I understand. The spirit said unto him, there are three people about that land downstairs. There's no need to foster interpretation. Because some of you are fostered. Verse 20. Arise therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Peter went down and went to the house of Cornelius. Went to this guy said, What is it that you want? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, he was a Roman guy, Elili Saul. He has sent us. He's a man who fears God. He has a good report in all the nation. He was won by God by the holy angels. And the holy angels sent for you into his house to hear words of the preaching of the gospel. See, even the angels, they put the preaching of the gospel ahead of something. Now I don't understand because some of these people who have a supernatural experiences, there's so little preaching. Very little of the word. They are running around with experiences. But when the true encounter with God happens, God puts the word first. Yeah, we haven't learned the Bible. No, we haven't learned the Bible. Verse 23. 
Then called he them in and in the morning at Amalebon. Verse 24, in the morning they entered into Caesarea and Cornelius waited for them. And he had called together his kinsmen and his friends. So Kimo Ubitisabato Anakazo. Hey! Jesus. Verse 25, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. You see? You see? You see? Hearts even one about. He doesn't know. Cornelius was so hearts And if it was some unscrupulous minister today, on Natari Ekai Chalet. And I'm telling you, Master, this is where the true test comes. When God uses you, people want to fall at your feet and worship you. You got to tell them you are not God. Look, it's fine to respect and honor, but don't treat me like God, please. This is why people miss it. This is, you see, you see, when God uses you, next week. But I want to end with this point. I want to end with this point because this is important. If I can go somewhere, you're not going to get this one. You see, this is where ministry becomes dangerous. People have never understood the danger of being used by God. Is the most Why? Because when the hand of God is on you, people become vulnerable. People can do anything. Yeah, because the awe of God. You see, when the hand of God is on you, the, if you're not careful, there's a certain influence and authority you carry that when people are under the power of God, you can, you can tell them to do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah yes, 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 this person falls down at the feet of Peter. offering. Yeah. They would, they, would, they, would, they, would, they would have leveraged it. But when you're a true man of God, Amen. and when you're a true woman of God, Amen. you always point people to the cross. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what verse was I on? 26. But Peter took him up saying, stand up. I myself ever am a man. That's what the true servant of God tells people. I'm just like you. Just that God's using me. I'm not an angel. I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not God Almighty. I'm just a servant of God. Ah. This is the most dangerous part. Most dangerous part. And God needs to help us. Peter had to have character. I tell you. Now I've been there where people say, listen, anything. You want my house? Want my anything? Anything you tell me, I'll do it. You see? And if you have no character, you'll exploit that. I'm telling you. And that's why the anointing leaves people. Yeah. Yeah. Because they forget when people are shouting Hosanna to the son of David. See, Jesus went to his own hometown and, and then they shouted Hosanna and people were, were singing. And then next day he came to the same place riding a donkey. 
And when he came, people took their, their clothes, put it on the ground, shouted Hosanna. Pazalana, it would be a great mistake for that donkey. Hey. To say to them, chance, you won't believe this. You won't believe this. You should have seen the way people were so excited to see me. That would be a great mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Because And some of us donkeys, it's good for us to remember that. And don't get carried away. If there's a prayer, I pray, Vazalon. Almost every day of my life. That's the prayer. Amen. May I never forget. Yeah. May I never forget. Why? Because it's dangerous when God starts using you. Far more than people realize. It's the most dangerous thing ever. What about the, who is this prophet? Is it Elisha? Is it Elisha 7 to Lelan Kachelet? Yeah. Elisha goes with Kikahas. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a leper, a, a centurion man who's a leper comes to the man of God asking to be helped and he's brought a lot of money. Now there's nothing wrong in receiving offerings. There's nothing wrong. We receive offerings. You no problem. But the prophet says, listen, I'll just pray for you. I don't need the money because sometimes you don't know why people give you. So he says, no, 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 when I say, just go wash. I don't even need to come and see you. Just go wash, dip yourself seven times with Lafola. Guy goes, and then the servant of the prophet, one another, hey, I know. Because you see, some, you see, some people, some people don't have character. Some people can't handle certain things. So he thinks, sure. How? So he, he goes and says, hey, bonane, my master changed his mind. Yeah. Not knowing that the servant of the Lord, see, God will always give you insight into Babatanko's ministry. People don't know. God will show you. People who are in the ministry, God will show you. When you're walking upright before God, would you put up inside the troublesome people? All the way now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like a smiley. Prophet Roscott, don't smile like you. What's Don't you know how no, yeah? My spirit went with you. And now behold, the leprosy of Naaman come upon you. It's dangerous to be used of God. I tell you, if you don't have character, the very thing that's supposed to bless you can destroy your life. Jesus. Close your eyes and just pray.